Hello and welcome to Drop the Ball. We are back. And my God, it is a wondrous sight when we get to see Oliver Hutchison with us. What's up? And so Oliver is with us. Thank God. <laughs> I'm back, baby. Me and Jackson, we're getting very bored. I don't know. If he keeps saying shit like that, I might regret it yeah, pretty quickly. Might, but We might kick him off soon. Yeah. Might give him, might give him the old Josh boot if you, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. But I know that that was his own fault. I know they're sick and tired of just us two, so yeah, yeah, it's probably yeah. good to get a fresh voice in here every now and then. Yeah, that's how it goes. And then uh, to my left is Jackson Wilkes. You heard his voice already. I'm Jackson. It's Wilkes. The reason you're listening to the show, probably. I want to say that I'm amped up. Maybe, maybe it's just not hitting yet. But I, I was telling the boys, I, I downed two Mountain. Just not Dew. hitting you yet. I downed two Mountain Dew Code Reds right before I came here. So. <laughs> I might be feeling it here in a little bit. Let's see what happens. If I start yelling, that's probably why. <laughs> Apologies. You yell already. She Shut starts up. going mentally handicapped. <laughs> yeah, mentally no, insane. no, 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 no. Matt, meant man, to say I, was, I got close. Meant to say something else. So Matt is a bad person, guys. Okay. So take everything that he says with a grain of salt. Okay. <laughs> R.I.P. Matt. He's not dead. He just canceled. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Did you guys have a good week? Uh, a good New Year. A good New Year. Yeah. You wanna you wanna you wanna hear something fun about my New Year? Sure. I walk into uh, the New Year New Year's Eve party that I'm like, yeah, awesome. I can't wait. I walk in and and uh, and immediately in front of me is my ex girlfriend that I haven't seen in six years. Dub. And then you guys just like got back and together said, and oh shit, hello. <laughs> it was wild. It was wild. <laughs> did you guys have like a long conversation or just kind of no she didn't want to be there did <laughs> at the party talking to me i was like did she like you mean general. didn't want to be there didn't want to talk to you or didn't want to be at this party oh she like both. wasn't talking to anybody so oh word word, word. She she sounds like a really great girl good for yeah, you sounds yeah. like you're missing out hard yeah, yeah. well sh- never mind that's okay jackson what'd you do on new year's eve i was so i was hanging out with some friends and i didn't think it was gonna be like a big thing i thought it was just gonna be like me and like maybe Six other people just kind of hanging out. You know, like, not small, but, like, nothing big, crazy. Um, and there was, like, this one kid that I don't really love. Um, but I was like, okay, whatever, not a big deal. Uh, and then <laughs> at one, like, at the, all at the same time, like, six more people came in. Um, and it never got bigger than, like, 12 or 13, but, like, it's just a big apartment. It's a one-bedroom. Like, the kitchen is the same room as the living room. Like, sure. not a lot of space. Um and so, like, we when we got to like twelve or thirteen, it got pretty crazy. There was this really cute girl, the the girl that I um, that I but made the poop joke in front of, um, was there. Um, yeah. I that, also have that was since, a top golf, right? Uh, yeah, I also yeah. have since gotten her number and texted her and got ghosted. So, um, make another poop joke. Not ghosted, but like, I mean, like, she wasn't like she just didn't respond. I was like, hey, what are you up to? And she just did not respond. I was like, damn, come on, like, a little strong. Cool, cool, cool. Well, that was that wasn't like the first text. Strong. You can't just open with that. That wasn't the first text. Okay, well, there's like, it there's sounded like, like whole, it was. It, it, unless we want this to turn into like a 15-minute story, basically. No, I, I, don't, just, I don't, I don't. I tried to make, I tried to make ah. like a funny little joke. She didn't, she didn't, she like Did was she go, kind of uh-huh. going along with it for a couple texts. And then, um, and then I like asked her what she was up to and she just did not respond. And she was like friendly towards me at the party, but like, yeah, I was trying not to like be, the, I was trying not to like be around her too much because I didn't want her to think I was like, you know, trying to like make a move again. Even yeah, though I clearly it sounds like. Time. Anyways, you know, it's just not gonna. She's still know. really hot. Um, well, sure. And I was at the party. I was chilling. There was just a lot of people I didn't know. So and uh, and Oliver over this New Year's was in New Orleans. So I was in New Orleans. Um, I had so much to drink between the hours of nine and two 
in the middle of the day. And PM? Yeah, 9, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. I had so much to drink then that I didn't have much to drink the rest of the day. Nice. So by the time New Year's Eve festivities ran ar- rolled around, I was very hungover. Absolutely. Um, As you should be. How many people listen to this show? Because they're about to learn a very about intimate 15. fact. So these 15 people are going to learn that I have bad anxiety. I had a colossal anxiety attack on Bourbon Street at about 1030 on New Year's Eve. We Rock on, baby. Shit. And I went back to my hotel room and spent the rest of the evening by myself. Well, at least you got you got to see K State get blown out by by twenty five. I did. Um, uh, you know what? You know what? My my to the number one unequivocally number one pick in the draft. So it'd be a mistake, but you know. Yeah. I don't know. I he don't just kind of threw for five touchdowns over the best defense of the Big Twelve, and over three hundred fifty. It wasn't yards, the best defense of the Big Twelve actually. Um, statistically, that was the Horn Frogs, but you know, DC's defense is really good. Anyways, um. Fine. No, but my biggest regret from that day is that I was sending a text to somebody right when Deuce started the run. So I missed him get through the line, but I looked up just in time to see green, green grass. Absolutely. And I was looking, so I was in the end zone and I was looking the direction he was running, which was actually too bad because I would love to have seen him come towards me, but it was still glorious. And I went wild. That was freaking fun, man. New Year's Eve was a very up and down day. I think that uh, overall, very positive. Loved it. Very positive. I I mean I th- here's the th- okay. This is the last thing I'll say about K State, but I think if K State didn't go up by ten, I would not be hurt as much as I am about it. I'm I'm not as hurt as I could be because we went up ten. Really? Yeah. See, like I I was like, damn. It's like they blue balled me. I was like, oh shit, they're gonna do it. I mean, and then Alabama was just like, sweet. I mean, that's one way to look at it. We're going to do it. The other way to look at it is like, hey, we had that fun first quarter, you know. We had the 10-point lead on Alabama. Played in the national championship last year, you know. We had the 10-point lead through a quarter-ish, you know. Yeah. That's how I'm preferring to look at it so I don't get too sad. That's okay. Okay, well, let's uh, let's go ahead to talk about something that's not as sad, which is – which is the Kansas City Chiefs. So we're going to do the Arrowhead Chop Talk, and then we're going to swing over to the K for the Coffin Corner for probably two seconds because there's finally somebody off this roster that we've been begging to get off the roster forever. And also, then we're going to end it with America's Favorite Segment, Drop the Ball. But now we're going to go to Arrowhead for the Arrowhead Chop Talk. And my God, fellas, Russell Wilson seems to just look really, really good against the Chiefs. What did I tell you guys last time? We were going to see vintage Russ against the Chiefs. Was that last time I was on here? Might have been the last time you were on here. (laughs) Might have been, Jeez. but uh, but you were correct. It, you did see vintage Russ in that game, and I don't think you saw vintage Russ in this game. But Russ played well enough. He at least played well, and that's that's at least the game that if the Broncos were good, it'd be like, oh, okay, cool, like a three point game. We took a we took a ten point lead on them, but then they ended up storming back. I mean, you can't be mad, and at the end of the year, we're not going to give a fuck about what the final score of this game was because we're going to count it as a W. So. I, I I hate to like over criticize what's actually what's actually happening. I think that there are definitely some some things, i.e. Joshua Williams' inability to guard without having a penalty called on him, and some defensive things that happen that you can talk about. And if you, even if you want to talk about Butker, you can. But 
overall, I don't think you should be worried about the team going into the playoffs because I think they will be fine. But you can definitely be worried about the guys. special teams um, for a myriad of reasons. I am worried about one thing and one thing only, and it is not a specific player. It is not a specific aspect of the team, i.e. like special defense, offense, whatever. It is specifically turnovers. Regardless of how that happens, technically we can only have our own turnovers on offense and special teams, and our defense has done a pretty solid job of getting turnovers ish recently. Um, That being said, uh, that's the issue. I was – Doing quick math, and it's not probably accurate math when I was leaving the game. Um, but there's like a potential like 28 point swing in that game, guys. <laughs> like with the with the two turnovers that we had. Um, Russ, r- one of Russ's rushing touchdowns came on a short field after a muffed punt. Um, to which, or not, a, not even a muff punt, a, a fumble by Kadarius Tony just trying to do. I don't even know what he was trying to do. I, I, I don't think just, he was trying to do too much either. I think um, it was a good punch. It out. was just a good punch out, and he should have been. It was it was a wide receiver returning the ball and not protecting it like he should have been. Um, and I, there's a difference between a return and wide yeah. receiver, and not all wide receivers get that when they get put in that role. Um, also, uh, 14 point swing on the. So that's seven points right there. Another 14 points, um, possibly on the pickoff in the end zone you can reasonably assume it's possible they score a touchdown there um with a better play call different play than another down whatever um pat not being dumb and that's okay, then though. they scored on that drive uh so that's an i mean that right there is 21 points already so and and 14 of them are uh, taken away from uh the Seahawks or not the Seahawks. <laughs> Russ does not play for them anymore. The Broncos. Um, and then you also have um, four more points on a missed extra point and a, a missed field goal. So um, yeah, that game was not nearly as close as it seemed watching it in person. I don't know about in on TV. Um, I was never really that worried that the chiefs were out of control of that game, even with the turnovers and the missed kicks. Um, I agree. There is, there is a, there is just an innate thing with the chiefs that just happens to where they, like to make it close or they like to right, play right. down to their opponents and at times it at least makes it seem that it makes it seem as if they're bored and they just can't wait to yeah. get to the playoffs that's and that's that's my big issue i guess if i had to take one like the turnovers i focus on the turnovers because those things are fixable right like those things are very easily you know like like just one sit down conversation with Tony about protecting the ball. Like he's a returner and not a, a wide receiver. You everybody know, was, um, everybody was absolutely on. Uh, everybody was, was trying to bench Kadarius Tony for doing that. Yeah, and I was like, just, what, what are you doing? Like, I just don't, I don't understand. It's like stuff's going to happen. Yeah. You know? I, I, I just don't, I don't understand why people, why people are like, oh my god, he fumbled. He can't do it anymore. He's, I'm like, let's say he. I don't even. Down. I don't know if he returned at all in college. Yes, um, he's the best returner that's on the team. I yeah, I genuinely i I think that they will probably go out and sign someone as a free agent that um, had a lot more experience returning in college this year after the draft. I mean, why? Um, why? Kadarius Tony is is perfectly because you can go out to a school like I don't know, someone in their backyard, Kansas State, and get someone who can play special teams at a very high rate. Um and okay. can take up that roster spot better than like a Marcus Kemp who is literally useless and not that great on special teams anyways. Um and can also return the ball. Hmm. He could play defensive special teams and offensive special teams. If which I know technically isn't a title, but you know what I mean, right guys? When I yeah. say that? Defensive and offensive special teams. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Um, you could genuinely go out and get someone who can make a tackle and also return the ball. Uh, that being said, um, <clears throat> Dalton Schoen, <clears throat> rookie of the year, <clears throat> CFP or Canadian Football League. Um, anyways, um, I, 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 I just no. it's it's <laughs> anyways. The turnovers are the thing that I focus on because they're easily fixable. The biggest issue is that there is little to no um, urgency in the offense, in my opinion. I think that it is, especially when I like there in person. It was it was just so clear that they're the play calling did not make it seem like they they needed to score. Like there was never a feeling from what I was watching that they felt like they needed to score at any given time. And even when you're up by like 10, 12, 15, 21, whatever, like I'd really like to see, um, you know, play calls that reflect a certain down situation. I think us as a fan base and our coaching staff as a whole have gotten comfortable with the fact that third and 10 is basically the same as first and 10 for Patrick Mahomes, you know, and the play calling doesn't necessarily set him or the offense up in a way that I think gives him the best shot just to convert the first down instead of shooting for the end zone or trying to get a 20 plus yard play when you need 10. And it seems like more often than not, when they do feel like they're backed into a corner and need those 10 yards, they just throw to Kelsey and other teams know that. Um, so in my opinion, the easy fix, and then I'll get off my soapbox, is that they need to start targeting Kadarius, Tony, and Sky more, more often in the midfield because both those guys um, can catch a physical ball and or run a route after the catch, uh, which can help you significantly up the middle when you need a, just a first down. Also, get a little bit more urgent in your play calls earlier in the game so that when you're up by only three or down by seven or six or whatever, when it comes later in the game, um, you your offense is already in a gear or in the mode to make those plays that are urgent instead of having to like kick, like jump start and kick the the um what's the word a momentum into gear almost I that's that's my kind of soapbox about the game and where we need to move forward but well um, if okay so watching the game you say that the um game was never as close as it seemed okay fine um to the audience i didn't watch a single snap of the game i was driving through mississippi um but so but, but i did watch the 12 minute highlight video so obviously they're highlights so i saw the good stuff um I did look at the stat line, though, for a ho-hum game, as as this is being described to me. No urgency, whatever. He's, I mean, our quarterback still had a 70% completion rate, 328 yards and three touchdowns and an interception, which everybody knows was a dumb interception. Okay. It is a dumb interception. So, so um, spreading the ball around the field is the chief specialty. They do it better than any other team in the league, right? Yeah. So I don't think that they need to necessarily concentrate on, on – targeting tony and more and more <laughs> sky Moore and, and Kadarius tony more than they already are because they spread it around so much and so well so if we're gonna this is also an I, this is yes it's a divisional game against the broncos everybody hates the broncos it's gonna be a game that we want it to be you know exciting you know gritty we want to beat the crap out of them that's fine but it's week 17 we're not. We're get. We're gonna have a thirteen win. Well, I guess at that point it would could only potentially be but they, twelve they have, maximum. Like they have nothing. I know that they're playing for the number one seed. At they this have thirteen p- wins right now. I know, but they only had twelve. Oh, okay. That's what, yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, 
the Bengals and the and the and the Bills both own a tiebreaker over the Chiefs. So really, we don't. I mean, <laughs> To a certain extent, okay, before y'all come yelling at me, to a certain extent, we don't really control our own destiny. No, we just have to win and hope something happens. But even if we did lose one game, like, even if we did win out, the Bills could potentially also win out, and then it, all of a sudden we don't have the one, the number one seed, right? Well, we could so we could also... D- hang on. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you got, you got your time, brother. Give me my time. Mm-hmm. This is my time. So, say you lose the game, you end up 12-5, and five, you see you have 12 wins, both the Bengals and the Bills both have your tiebreaker over you, okay? So there's the 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 number 4 seed, whoever that may be, you're not going to lose, you're not going to go further down the standings than the Bills and the Bengals, right? Because they both own the tiebreaker over you, okay? So if you lose the game, it's really not a big deal because even if you did win out, you still don't have the number 1 seed because the Bills we don't know if they would have lost against the Bengals. This is <laughs> I'm not really articulating this very well. I just don't think it was a must-win game, so they weren't really trying to win at all costs. I think that I think that it was a must-win game. Why? Yeah. So Why? Because you because you have to at least do what you at least have to control what, what you, you can control, can control yeah. which is winning every week. And if they did win out and something does happen, then then you can at least be like, okay, well, we did our part. I understand. Like, That's I d- fine. I just don't think it was as important as becoming concerned over the performance of this game. Mm-hmm. I think if you I think if you lo- I think if they lost it would have been huge though. I I get that. Because everybody in the city would have been like, "Oh, the team's broken. We're going to get screwed in the playoffs." I, I think yes, everybody in the city would Everybody would have said that. that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, <laughs> I know. but I think that But what have we been talking about the last so, several weeks okay. is that people on Twitter are always so stupid and they always say all these things, right? right. That this has become a thing. Y'all bring it up every week is that the people in the Twitter comment sections are always saying this, that, and the other that pisses y'all off. Pisses me off too, by the way. Right. Are you saying that we're saying the same stuff they are? No, I'm saying that it's a very big deal what the people in the city think. And I don't think it needs to be that way. I don't know if it's a big deal. It is. It seems like a big deal to you guys. I never once I, mentioned what other people are saying. I think oh, that's not true at all. Mm, that's not true. Uh, when did I mention the other people? Last time was I was here, y'all, the Twitter sections. Yep, oh, yep, no, yep, I'm, yep, talking yep. About, I'm talking about, but, that, but that doesn't, that's not affected anything that I said about the team itself. No, I'm not saying that your opinion is right. swayed by other people's opinions, I'm saying but y'all I'm annoyed, care what they all say. I'm saying I'm annoyed by what they're saying. I don't really give a shit what they're saying. It pisses, it's, it annoys the fuck. I guess I care you, in the fact care, that it annoys you bring it up. me, but it's not... Mm. I guess basically what I was bringing up was the fact that it was dumb and stupid and that we shouldn't let ourselves fall into it. It was it was more it was more of a yeah this is what people are saying online and it's dumb there's no reason to fall into that I just don't th- so really my whole point is that the teams is this is kind of my point the whole every week is that the team's performance can only be taken up to a certain point right? I mean no that's fair like, I mean at the end of the day a win is a win right you sure. know like I think I th- it doesn't and since they won nobody's in g- when we get to the playoffs nobody's going to fucking care what the score if was we against win the, the Broncos. If we win the Super Bowl no one gives a shit that we only beat the Broncos by 3 at home. I understand. When we make it when we're in the playoffs nobody's going to give a fuck whether, whether I mean yeah. We won I, by I think the Broncos I think or not. depending on how we lose if we lose in the playoffs um pe- people might look at that game and be like this we saw the fucking warning signs blah blah. But again that's I just think it's dumb. people will do that at, anyways if we lose. Because um, well, here's here's another angle, KU basketball. If they lost this weekend to whoever they played, Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. no one gives a shit. If they played badly, everyone's just like, ah, they'll be fine in the playoffs. Chiefs' performance against the Broncos, a completely terrible team in Week 17, 
their performance doesn't matter. Yes, we won great. Woohoo. Yay. It's, it's I'm glad we didn't lose. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that most of that comes from comes from that the the Chiefs play one one game a week. They play right. once a week. And, and he, he, uh, it's uh, the one thing that a bunch of people are into and it's the one thing that that everybody seemingly watches or pays attention to because the chiefs are so good right and since they get a bunch of airtime and since everybody talks about them they are criticized to the highest level and the people in kansas city are the worst like i i don't think people in kansas city i don't think people realize how good we have it um and they're gonna really really hate themselves when they realize when patrick mahomes leaves and retires because hopefully he does not leave he just retires it retires as a chief, but once either way, he's here till he's like thirty six. Yeah. Or so, whatever, so. <laughs> however long, however long until, um, however long until Patrick Mahomes is here, I, I think people are always going to criticize him for whatever. It's the same thing with Tom Brady. It's the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady still gets criticized to the umpteenth degree, and he's won seven Super Bowls. Yeah. Well, he sucks now. So, <laughs> I know what you're saying, Matt. Dude, he's gonna fucking win the NFC, and <laughs> and I, and I'm gonna be here to tell every single one of you. Oh my God, I've been saying this since fucking week twelve. He's gonna get in, and he's gonna win the division because the division sucks, and he's gonna be nine and eight or eight and nine. And you're gonna look at the you're gonna look at the playoff picture, and you're gonna be like, oh, Cowboys are pretty good, but anytime they've played Tampa Bay, they've been a flying piece of dog shit so who's to say you pick Dak Prescott or Tom Brady go ahead pick which one Tom you want to pick Tom against uh so if you if you do that then you have Tom versus what the Eagles cool Jalen Hurts versus Tom Brady oh yeah we saw that playoff matchup last season and what was the score I don't know the Bucks beat the shit out of them and then who knows maybe you have the Bucks versus the Vikings which the Bucks would win that game in a, in a landslide and it's the NFC is so easy to get through, and it pisses me off because the AFC has so, 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 so much in it that you have to you have to get through Burrow, you got to get through Allen, you got to get through Herbert, you have to get through these actual legitimate teams. And the NFC, you don't, you don't, and we we're proving week in and week out that the Eagles are not as good as everybody thinks that they are. I think that they're great, but I think that they. I think without Jalen Hurts, who's who knows, and like who knows what he's gonna be when he comes back, and uh, it's Tom's gonna fucking do something, and I'm gonna be pissed about it when he wins two more playoff games and goes to the NFC Championship game, and we both will be pissed about it. I understand, and it's so annoying. You know what this is, Matt? This is this is fear. Fear is invading your mind, young grasshopper. You must cleanse yourself of the fear that has plagued me for my whole life of Tom effing Brady. Uh, I don't give a shit until we have to play him in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't yeah but then we're going to get our asses killed. We're not even going to score a touchdown no, again. No, we fucking won't. That's what we said two years ago. Tom Brady has no fucking no sway over how the defense, his defense plays. No sway. He can affect okay. how the game kind of goes by like starting off with an office, offensive possession and putting the team he's playing down by seven, you know, or like he can play a great offensive game and put his defense in, in solid positions, right, to like protect against scores by not giving up the ball in their territory, right? But like we lost against him in the Super Bowl because our, our offensive line was hurt to shit and already not playing well before it was hurt to shit. And we didn't Tommy lose because Tom was horrible. We didn't lose because Tom Brady put up 
45 points. We lost because we couldn't score 25. I mean, like, they, he's, they scored a lot of points that game. But a lot of those came late in the game when we were already down, down, you know? No. I'm pretty sure. No, it was 31 to 9 with, like, 12 minutes left in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter. And what was the score at half? It was It was enough that I twenty one to nine. So we started twenty one to six. So we started doing things to try to get back in the game that we normally wouldn't do and probably re- resulted in turnovers and, and we bad. We scored on the first drive bad. to make it twenty one to nine and then we didn't score again. Okay. And I have to go look, but I bet you there were play calls that were significantly less conservative than they probably could have been to try to get us back in the game because we knew that Tom Brady was gonna score when he got the ball. Also our offensive line was dog shit. Before it got hurt, and it was hurt to shit. That game was just bad, and it wasn't because Tom Brady did something Tom Brady does. It was because their defense fucking t- took Pat, flipped him over, and had their way with him on the field in front of everybody. Point is, we don't want to see Tom Brady in the playoffs, but he's going to get there, and we don't like that. I'm not worried. The NFC does not even cross my mind until we play the Bills and/or the Bengals. I, I I agree. I, I it doesn't it doesn't get into my fear factor for the Chiefs until that point for yeah. sure, but. Anybody who's like Tom Brady sucks, like I'm sorry that right <laughs> when that came to me, I was like, you can't fucking count him out. You can't. Final amend it. Regular no season, else. Tom Brady sucks. Okay, yeah, I'll give that. To there you. it is. First this year, he's first not been ten good. weeks. Tom Brady sucks. <laughs> we still is not. He's not. Well, he had he's four, not. He had 400 plus yards and four touchdowns last week. So well, Jared Stidham did too. He also had two interceptions. So oh, also and a fumble and so. You still had 400 yards. You know how I was whatever. talking about those uh, the, those four quarterbacks that I already said, Herbert and Allen and and Burrow. Yes. Uh, Freaking Trevor Lawrence is going to be a top Ooh, a top true. seven quarterback in the league by the end. What top about five. Tua? The two is not good. What about Skylar Thompson, baby? <laughs> there is a future where Patrick Mahomes plays Skylar Thompson in the playoffs. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. But there is a future I, where that happens. Is, man. I, I do. I know we we were talking about the Broncos game just a little bit, but I I mean I think the three of us really agree that we can't fucking really say anything about this team that hasn't already been said. There's been enough tape put out on this team that they know what they are. We know what they're going to be, and also who knows what they're going to be in the playoffs. I really I hope that they would like turn it on in the playoffs because they always do every year. They've had Mahomes and and Andy Reid. They've turned it on in the playoffs, and they've. And if in the first game that they've that they've played, they've always played really, really well. But but I think that um, we'll just have to see. I do need we do need to bring this up though. I know it's it's a sore subject at the moment in time, but it does really, really, really affect playoff seating, which is the the Bills and the Bengals game that was unfortunately postponed because of one of the scariest injuries, if not the scariest injury I've ever seen on a football field. And to where they've had to administer CPR on DeMar, uh, DeMar Hamlin, which prayers go out to him. But, and that might sound very terrible talking about it, but it is something that has to be talked about. If they don't play that game, Chiefs are the one seed if they win on su- on Saturday. That's just what happens. And if they, if they if they just call it a tie or don't let it affect the records, the Chiefs have one more win. The Chiefs have one more and win. And even if you do and even if you do winning percentage instead, uh even if you do winning percentage instead, you would have um um y- the uh the the Chiefs would be would be 14 and 3 if they win against the Raiders, which which is an 82% uh, winning percentage in thirteen and three is eighty one percent. So you would have the winning percentage against the, the the Bills too, even if that's the case. I'm gonna bring this up now prematurely. 
Okay. And then we can revisit later. Okay. I'm scared for next week. That's all. We can talk about it when we get there, but I just want to put that out there. I, I think I think that the the schedule makers did exactly what they wanted to do. They wanted to get they wanted to get Patrick Mahomes for eighteen for seventeen weeks of the season, and they succeededly did that because they know if the Bills would have played or if this would have happened or this, that, and the other, then Patrick Mahomes wouldn't have played, and that's why they put him on the first game on Saturday, because they want Patrick Mahomes to play. Well, I mean, just playing devil's advocate here, um, wouldn't they I get that. I get that. I really do. But wouldn't they want a fresh, healthy Pat Mahomes for the entire playoffs? Because in just in a theoretical, you know, devil's again, devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. This is not my personal real beliefs here. Um, what if Pat Mahomes gets hurt week 18, knock on the damn wood, mm-hmm. and then you don't have him for the playoffs? That's even worse. Oh, 100%. You know, it's just a risk that they might have run, Chad that they Henderson. did run. And also – did this? I'm pretty sure the schedules were released before, at least long enough out well, yes, that the before like the Raiders, you know, got Khalil Mack and all these. He, sorry, sorry, before the Raiders Chandler got. Jones. Thank you, Chandler Jones and and uh, Devontae Adams. Yes, but that what I mean <laughs> is they didn't. They had it scheduled week 18 is always well at least last year and this year week 18 has been Saturday or Sunday. So it's a TBD, and they just announced on Monday or Sunday night that the Chiefs would play on Saturday, the first game. Which pisses me off a lot. It's the exact same. So this affects way more than you think. Um, <laughs> it is the exact same time as the KU and K-State basketball games that week on Saturday. So, like, I know the NFL does not give a shit about college basketball, but three very, like, very important fan bases in the, um, in the Kansas City metro area that all converge over each other and overlap are going to be trying to go to go to they're going to be trying to go to sports bars to watch these games and they're going to have to either make a choice or only fully enjoy like one of them with like actual sound and commentary which like a majority of people are going to pick the football because it's a way higher paying sport and like people enjoy that more especially at the NFL level but like <laughs> it's it is really frustrating I don't get why we're doing Saturday games anyways no first yeah true that's dumb as hell already I got it on Christmas Eve yeah, sure. I got it when like, like the it holidays. Was, yeah, 100%. right. I got it on Christmas. I got it on the day before huh? New Year's. Like those both make made sense to me. Right. I was like, okay, you've got like two of the biggest like holidays of the year, and people are going to be home anyways. Right. So, yeah, Might as well give them Saturday games, and then also like reduce the slate on Sunday so that like more players can maybe enjoy their family ball or whatever the reason is. Only thing about the sports bars is that they all have Sunday ticket and all the channels and all the everything. No, so yeah. they can put on all the games. Well, you know? it's, I'm, it's, it's more of, it's more of a regional thing than it is like a cross. Like, Fair. like I'm, I'm like, I'm, I had made the only reason I'm going to be able to do all this, like watch all of them is because I have a friend who's a KU fan. I'm a K state fan. And he has three TVs that we can put one of each on. Hell yeah. And like, but even then we're only gonna be able to watch one with volume at a time. Right. Or else it would just be a cacophony of sound and it wouldn't be enjoyable for anybody. But yeah, it's just like, I don't know. It's just like, like, I don't know. It's just frustrating. I don't know why we're doing Saturday games. That's my take on it. I'm ready to talk about the Raiders if you guys want to. Well, just real quick about the stupid game. So my, I'm going to be in Colorado. I'm driving to Colorado on Saturday. I'm going to be in Colorado on Sunday, which is my brother's 30th birthday. And it's going to be a very big day for things that I can't give away on the air because I don't know who listens to this and I can't give away something. Um, um, there is um, a very strong possibility that we were going to all watch that together for my brother's birthday. He's a massive Chiefs fan. He wanted to do that. Now it's right in the middle of when we're all driving there. And it's just like, well, shit. Yeah. You know, 
It just is just annoying if if it weren't on Saturday or even if it were on the night shift, the night uh, shift, the shift, the night uh, uh, slot. Come on, man. I just, I'm just mad. I'm sad. Yeah. I'm I sad. Jackson, it, I have a boo-boo Ew. in my heart. Ew. Will you come kiss it and I make just, it better? I, d- I agree <laughs> with you guys. I, just don't, I, don't, I don't think Saturday games are the best thing to do, but I just. I, again, I got it the first, the last two weeks. This weekend, it doesn't make any sense yeah, to me. It I think it's dumb. They're trying to make like a spectacle of the last weekend of games, but the Chiefs are also going to be the first game the first NFL game since the big injury. So, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. Probably, yes. Probably. It's the NFL, man. It's already a big enough deal. I know. I know like, it's a huge deal. I'm just... Regard- they could play this game on Wednesday at 1 o'clock in the afternoon and they would still make record True. profits. Like, it's as simple as that. Like, I, Oh, I'm not saying that they'd lose money. I'm no, I know. That. It's just... It's just... I don't know. I... It annoys me a lot. Oh, my God. Sorry, we'd like to welcome everyone to the studio. Our friend Tony, (laughs) Uncle Tony's here. (laughs) Uncle Tony, what's up, everybody? (laughs) Oh my God, that's a that's a that's a deep cut. Fifteen, yeah, it's like six maybe on a good weekend. I, I guess we can set up another another microphone if need be, but at break at break we maybe maybe haven't. But let's let's. I know what my drop the ball is. (laughs) Do you want to hit your drop the ball right now? Yeah, what's your drop the ball, Spencer? His is not appropriate. It's probably him. Did like drop some. Never mind. Probably something with Denise. Oh my god. Um. Anyways, I think real quick we should hit the Raiders game. Yeah, I th- that's one hundred. Um, I want to know before we do our takes. I want to know why Oliver is scared. Coming up because I think it, I think it goes against what he just said in in response to what I said about the Broncos game. What that I said it doesn't matter that much. Yeah. Well, why are you scared, buddy? Because Jarrett Stidham just went on a friggin' tear last weekend. So he's against most the 49ers. Not going to repeat that against us. Hey, or he's legitimate. And let, or, yeah, after being in the league for four years, he finally found hey, it. Hey, it's possible. It's very possible. Weird things have happened. Weird things have, Geno Smith, it's, right? That's right. Weird things have happened. That's right. Odds are, though, he'll return to the mean and he won't play that way. I'm just much. saying, my man did 365, three tutties. I know he had two interceptions and a fumble. But his rating was 108. That's good. Yeah, that's yeah very I mean that's good. a that's a better that's a better game than Mahomes had statistically. I'm just saying that like um I'm, I'm in terms of rating I think but anyways yeah it's, fairly yeah um I I look at Mahomes game with four passing touchdowns and a and uh and a interception and I think that's way better than three passing touchdowns and two interceptions and a fumble but anyways that being said I am not nervous but I would like to see a bit of a uptick in the pace at which the offense functions. Um, especially because it is kind of a lead up into the postseason. Again, I'm not concerned about the offense. We're still putting up great numbers. Like Mahomes, this is a it seems like every year people are saying, you know, like the offense isn't as good as it used to be, blah, blah, blah. Mahomes continues to put up like five thousand yards and forty five touchdowns, right? Like he a five touchdown game puts him at five thousand yards and forty five touchdowns for the season. He's already at five thousand. That's what I'm saying, but he's only got forty touchdowns. So like he's got five thousand yards. Five more touchdowns puts him at forty five touchdowns. Only right, like the uh, like. Oh, the offense isn't that good. It's playing at a slow pace. Blah blah blah. But this is a, these are his numbers, right? That being, he's s- the third quarterback in NFL history to have multiple five thousand right. yard seasons. That being said, there is there is an issue with, and I think when I say pace, I don't mean like how quickly they're getting down the field. Honestly, no, I do mean I, how quickly they're getting on the field, and also 
to what extent they are mixing up plays. It doesn't... We are getting numbers, but they aren't being reflected in in offensive score, I guess. And part of that's because of the turnovers. Part of that is because I don't think that the play calling is reflective of where we are at in the field at all times. And I'm not a good enough analyst, quote-unquote, I wouldn't call myself an analyst, to say that I know what they should be dif- doing differently or or what they're doing wrong, like, exactly, but, like, from the eye test, from watching it in person, watching it on TV, it just seems like a lot of the times the play call does not fit the scenario, whether it's, like, we're passing, we're passing, we're passing, um, and then, like, we get into, like, a third and two situation and instead of running the ball when they when we've passed the ball like four or five times and they're kind of lined up to protect the pass we go ahead and pass like it doesn't seem like we are setting ourselves in opportunities to take advantage of the defense like the numbers we are getting now seem almost like in spite of what the defense is doing if that makes sense yeah in terms of like us taking advantage of defenses and I think that's what I would like to see in this game against the Raiders defense that is significantly worse than the Denver's defense. Den- Den- Denver's defense. You got to say the Broncos defense is good this year, right? Yeah, the, that's the, the only part of their team is, that is, is good. Top ten, right? I, so I think yeah. against a very large drop off between the two teams, I'd like to see um, our play calling get a little bit more creative with how it um, meshes with the defensive game plan from the other team. Yeah, it feels like the play calling has been stale for quite some time. Yeah. But we have there you know, there's a myriad of reasons that could be Right. And, and Andy I'm sure the reason has changed. Yeah. I'm sure that the reason that it's is, you know, stale has changed week on week on on quarter on drive on drive, you know. And I can't you know, I just can't shake that it might just be something they're just like, eh, let's try this. This might be fun. Or or here, this is a brand new thought. They have um, oh, maybe that doesn't hold up. They have all but two of their weapons returning for next year. Juju potentially isn't, and Jarek McKinnon probably isn't. I <laughs> hope I said last year, dude. I hope both of them don't, but do, do. Sorry, I hope both of them do. However, um, I just it, Jarek McKinnon has had some kind of res- renaissance that is just, just wonderful. Yeah. It's just wonderful. He, he scored like what six straight weeks or some crap like that. Yeah, he just broke a record this weekend for most um, most consecutive games with a, pa- a receiving touchdown by a running back. Just crazy. I love it. And then well, and he's got more touchdowns than Tiger Hill this year. So he's that's hilarious. He's, in terms of all purpose back, he's playing like like prime Darren Sproles. You know, like mm. like Yum. in terms of like all purpose yards and how he's affecting the game. Like he's catching the ball better than half our receivers, probably all except for Juju and and Travis for that matter. And he's running the ball extremely well as well. I mean, he's just... I don't even know if there's words to describe what he's doing. I don't know if we have... Do we have him for another year after this, or is he a free no, agent? No, he's... We only signed him to a one-year contract. Oh, he's... For, for $1.7 He's going somewhere else in this this offseason. Is he? Yes. We don't know. I don't know how old he is, but, like, we've he's 31 seen... 31 or something. We've seen running backs sign for way more than they're worth because of one big season. True. This and the true. Chiefs, I would hope to God, are smart enough than to give him, like, 10 mil a year or something like that. No, 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 no. But, like, you also have to think about what is happening. He's having a great year. I'm not saying that he's not. Right. But you also have to look at the skill set of what he provides. And he's schemed up very well. Right, right. Like, it is very specific to the the Andy Reid offense as Mm -hmm. to where he 
how he does. Now, does that mean that like somebody won't take a sh- shot at him? Yeah. Like, who knows? Like, I don't. Jamal Williams w- is went off for Detroit this year too, and like it's a huge running back class. Right. Like, um, he's not going to get a starting job out of this. I don't think. I don't trust I don't a team think like. He's good at, I don't think that anybody will will trust him enough to have the start to give him a starting role. I just don't think he's a featured back that that is good at he's great in pass protection he's great at receiving the ball and he's pretty decent at running like it's he he fits the chiefs and if he comes back it will be a huge payday for him but i also don't know if the chiefs will sign him so uh, and this is this is very specific but he has in my opinion uh five mil a year for three years as the next like RB two slash all purpose player from the Bears written all over. He's him. not getting a the Bears gave contract. Byron Pringle six million this year for a year. Still, he's not getting a three year contract. He's thirty one years old. I know, but you get what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah, no, like, I could see somebody I, like, severely over. And I said it specific, like the Bears, are, like specifically the Bears, specifically the Bears. I could see way overvaluing what he does because we've seen them way overvalue what someone did in the Chiefs' office before. <clears throat> Matt Nagy, <clears throat> Byron Pringle, right, and. Then go out and shop for that. Like, it seems like the Bears just treat us like we're fucking Aldi or something like that. <laughs> like, it's insane. Damian Williams went there, too. Right. So, well, look at who their GM is. I don't even know. Well, now it's Ryan Poles, which is was the Chiefs' uh, special assistant to the general manager or whatever. Right. So, um, that being said, it's like I, the, it, sorry. It's like the Royals Braves relationship. Sorry. Go ahead. Right. The point I'm trying no. to make, the point I'm trying to make is, um, I don't, he's not in a Chiefs uniform next year, I don't think. I think someone will offer him more than we should be willing to or will be willing to pay. I hope and that's he fine, is. but I mean like he I mean he has Damian Williams 2019 written all over him. Like Ugh. help us win a Super Bowl, just fucking go off in the postseason and then we we go our separate ways and that's that. I also Well, so I, I was I, talking I, about this the other day. Oh shit, sorry. I didn't get to finish that Juju Smith-Schuster also might not be here next year. That one, you know, we don't know. I'm not even going to speculate. Um, but the reason for the weird play calling coming way back might just be that they're trying to figure out how best to approach next year. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. Especially especially if they can't get him back, which I'm sure right. they'll try. But. They'll try. They'll give him yes, probably a similar contract for maybe three years. I don't know. Juju is Juju is. Uh, I like him. I like him a lot. Yeah, I th- Juju fits this offense very well, but I, I think. Juju's having maybe the quietest thousand yard season anybody's ever had. Like he is, he's about a hundred away. So he'd have to have a big game in week, uh, in week 18. With the exception of what McColl was doing before he got injured. That's a a shame. (laughs) Cause he was on pace for like, I think like 1300 all purpose yards. Um, with the majority of them being receiving or something like something crazy like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I think there's a very strong possibility. There is as strong a possibility that we sign McColl than there is Juju next year. Off contract. Uh, there is I. Ju- you I don't, don't hate that. There's as strong a possibility that we sign McColl than Juju. I don't hate this, Matthew. I don't think McColl's. I because I think McColl's going to reset the market. I think the Jets are going to be oh, dumb as fuck. No, and are he's not him. that good. Jets don't need him. Yeah, I know he's not. He's not Christian Kirk good either. I. I he's not even that good. At most. At most. At most. At most. That's cap. At most. That's, that's cap. Eight. He says at to me. At most, but, he gets ten mil for three years. Get the fuck out of here. There's no way. Somebody is going to fucking nope. see him and overpay <laughs> the shit out of him. I don't know why that pissed you off so much, but he's literally a 30 he's mil contract tw- guy. 
It, he's a what? He's a 30 mil contract guy. Okay. Okay. I thought you said like 10, 10 million, a year. Three years. 10 a year for three years. I'm looking at what we just signed MVS for and saying, this looks like a guy that get MVS money. Oh, he can get way more than MVS money. No. Oh, yes, he yes, can. Yes, he can. He, he was finally showing for the first year in his entire career that he could be what MVS is, slash was, slash maybe could be. So and why he got take, injured, and so he got injured, not, and he got injured. So why not take the chance on him? He got injured. Okay. He's still a, he's still a speedy wide receiver. You don't take a chance for more than 30 million. Old. You don't take a chance for more than 30 million. How much is C-Mac Taking making? a chance isn't, isn't fucking... 45 million for two years. Who that's the not hell's taking doing a chance. That? But that's what I'm saying is Matt, like, if 30 mil for three years is is that's not the max of taking a chance, then I don't know what the fuck taking a chance is. You don't take a chance for fucking more than 10 million a year. You don't do that. McColl's getting 50 million at least. For three years? At I don't know what he's I think he'll get a four or five year contract because I think not. somebody will give him that money. Yes. Maybe maybe if it's ten million a year. If it's five years, maybe fifty million. But he it's, is not getting more than ten million a year. It's it's solely and get used to it. It's gonna be so it's the Albert Wilson thing. Albert Wilson signed for three years and thirty million in Miami after he had one good game with Patrick Mahomes in twenty seventeen. Patrick Mahomes is gonna start paying these receivers inadvertently from these other organizations because they're gonna think they're really good when they're really not at all. It's he Patrick got, Mahomes. He got ten million a year? Yes, Albert Wilson. Okay, ten million a year. So he'll get ten million a year max. Minimum. Max. Jackson, you are brainwashed. Nicole Hardman. <laughs> brainwashed by who? Who's pushing this? Brainwashed. Who's pushing? Who's pushing this ten million a year max? I haven't seen that anywhere. Who's pushing this, this Min- ten million a year max? What are you talking about? Who am I brainwashed by? What? You, okay, one second. You are brainwashed. Your exact words. Who am I brainwashed by? Is someone pushing uh, okay, this ten million a uh, year max? Ma- okay. Brent, I'm you saying that McColl is is maximum getting thirty million dollars is an absolute catastrophe. I, didn't say, I said I did not say thirty million. I said ten million a year max. It's possible he gets a five year deal. I don't see that, but he will not get more than ten million a year max. I don't like it when my parents fight. <laughs> I we usually don't. I like this. I fuck with this. I'm not gonna lie, McColl. We McCall, don't we don't fight like this very often. I, somebody's somebody's gonna overpay the shit out of him. If somebody does, that's great because the Chiefs can go out and get somebody that's probably just as good for Ex- exactly two million a I'm year. I'm not saying and then sign some crazy fuck from the first round to a. Huge I agree deal. with you. I agree with you on that. All I'm saying is saying that Nicole is like, oh, he's injury prone and he's not gonna get paid because of that. I'm I didn't. Like, no, 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 I didn't say he's injury prone. I said that. Te- I said that the one year he showed that he could, he got do injured. He got injured. I think that's going to hinder what he can get paid by a lot of teams. Uh, I think somebody's going to overpay the shit out of him. Somebody's going to overpay him, and somebody's going to want him, and somebody's going to love to use him in their in their offense. In this, in, I guess I'm in between you guys. I think he might get more money than Jackson thinks, but he's not getting as much as Matt thinks. I I, I really don't think he'll get a five five year deal. Um, I think it's, I don't know if he'll get five. If he gets he overpaid, it will not be for a five year sure. deal. If he gets overpaid, it will be for a one year deal or a two year deal. Um, that's it. basically, which I think is Approve where it. Oliver is. Well, I was but. thinking I wouldn't, and I, see, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities to get like three for like something around, okay, something around 35 or 40. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think three years, 45 for McColl is what he will, is what he will I inevitably. 15 is a lot yeah, a year. That's what I'm saying. But hey, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. Tyree Kill got thirty, and he is he I, he's a he's the most unique receiver in all of the NFL. I'm not saying he's not, but 
McColl has that speed element. He's not Tyreek Hill, but he has a speed element that is he is faster than other individuals, he's, he's, therefore making him more valuable. He's vaguely what would happen if you put together Debo and Tyreek in build. And talent, no. But he's got Debo's build and Tyreek's speed. And I think a lot of teams will look at that and go, holy shit, this guy's ceiling is crazy, and he's 26, right? But um, I just I genuinely don't know if he's put enough on the field for teams to see that value. Um, I'd personally, at the, but at the end of the day, I'd love to see him back with the Chiefs. If we could manage to maintain this receiver core, I would love that. If we could get him for even a one-year deal, if we could get him for two years, if we could get Juju for a two- or three-year deal, I'm, I'm very surprised. that'd be insane. I'm very surprised that the two of you think that McColl actually might come back. I, I think it's, it's, I think it's because possible. because of this year. I think it's possible. It's only because he showed an actual role that actually had success in this offense. Like, other years previous – yeah, we've seen him as a gadget guy, but it's never really like really worked. There's never been a flow. There have been moments. There have been moments, but there's never been like a continuity and like a this is his role. He is successful doing this at these times, and he has a con- like a continuous, you know, a-, a momentum to it. He's finally showed that this year, and he found an important role in the offense. Now, how much of that is Tyreek Hill was gone? We don't know. How much of that was him f- actually figuring something out? We don't know. He got hurt, so we'll never have that question answered. Yeah. But if we actually have a role with the pieces around us without a Tyreek Hill, which is, let's all remember, the reason he was drafted was to replace Tyreek Hill. Obviously, he has not done that. Mm. But the whole reason he was drafted was to fill some kind of void that Tyreek Hill leaves. Tyreek Hill's gone, so there is the void. And, and Michael Hardman did a fine job at with, at least in part, filling that void. So... I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that he comes back because he's helped fill the void in a successful way. I think the Chiefs will push a little bit harder than you expect to try to get him back. Um, but they won't They won't go above their max. That being said... Darius Tony is a better player than McCole Hardman. So Sure, but I think it's... We I, have him for free, basically. We, talk, we yeah. have him for free, and we, have to, we keep bringing it back to scheme, right? Scheme. We keep bringing it back scheme. to scheme. Scheme, yeah. And <laughs> we have to, I think, bring it back to the Raiders game. Um, McCall Harbin practiced today. He should maybe possibly hopefully be back for the Raiders game. He I think he has to be dressed because in his 21 I days think up. I, oh, it's been up. I'm pretty sure. So he's got to dress. He's been a healthy scratch for a week or two, I think. Oh. Um, but That's true. No, he's still been on IR. They haven't actually. Has he? Been. Okay. So I think that really it's looking. It's only a minimum of four weeks. Really looking at it, even if he, like, he might be limited, but they're going to want him back in this game because they want to get him some game snaps before the playoffs, I think. Yeah. Um, because the last time that he made a big impact in our offense was the 49ers game where our offense looked like the best it had since like peak season 2019. Yep. Um, and I think if he plays in this game and we genuinely see that this offense is way more well-rounded, way better off, he gives chances for MVS to have bigger plays because he has, he fits a similar role to him. He gives Kadarius, Tony, and Sky more chances, more chances up the middle because he can take eyes off of those guys by running up the middle or running a slant or a hook or a curl or whatever, you know? A hooker. Or hooker, right? Or he even boosts up McKinnon or Travis Kelsey, you know, those those gadget almost guy. I mean, it's it's it feels wrong to call Travis Kelsey a gadget guy at this point. He is not. But, but I mean, that's like kind of what he... I mean, like, if the scheme wasn't so centered around those types of guys... Mm-hmm then that's what he would be, if that makes sense, right? Like, like technically, 
running your tight end up the middle for a 30-yard gain is a gadget play. You know? Not anymore. Not anymore, but that's because of Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Okay, fine. But and he's Gronk. Still, it's and still Gronk. You, Gronk was doing that shit, too. No, you have to give credit. You have to give it, dude. Gronk wasn't running it up the middle for Gronk, 30 yards. I, it may not 30 years, but he made an entire career out of not in the gadget air. plays in the end zone. I 100% am, will not say that Gronk is bad. I'm not no, saying right, that. Right, but, no, right, right, right. No one's saying made, that you are. He made a career, right. He made a career out of gadget plays in the end zone for touchdowns. He also made a career out of running people over for 30 yards. Right. Um, yeah. Anyways, no. anyways, like I, like, I genuinely think that there is an opportunity for, for McColl to be, like, the guy that the glue guy for this receiver core and i think that if he comes out and shows that tomorrow if he plays not tomorrow this weekend and he plays there's a strong chance that the chiefs as well as the rest of the fan base yeah starts to notice that he is that guy and maybe throws a little bit a little bit heavy emphasis on a little bit more money than they maybe should for him in this offseason for even one year. I think as far as, the, and we can wrap this up, but as far, I think as far as the fans are concerned, they've shown him a lot more love than they have in the last three years. Nicole and I'm, I'm here for it because he yeah. honestly didn't do anything to deserve the hate he was getting. No, he just was drafted way too high before he was, yeah, DK. And that's not his fault. It's the same kind of thing as, as Daniel Sorensen. It's the same hate, thing as Clyde. You know? yeah. It's the same thing as Clyde. Right. Apparently, I, I met one of his friends over the weekend. I think she was lying <laughs> yo, out of her ass. I was at, so, I, okay, so... Everybody knows this. I go to Top Golf a lot because my friend works there, right? I was there can we once. Never get an invitation, Matthew. Are you mad about that? Yeah, I've never gotten one. Yeah, I, mean, yep. I can hit you. I mean, I can hit you guys up. Nope, Matt met fine. them. Matt met some of them. Some of those friends the other day. Oh, so. oh. Um, <laughs> good for Matt. The guy that works at Top Golf is there. <laughs> you were in Norway. <laughs> <laughs> um, I still didn't get an no, invitation. No, so I was. Guys, I was at Top Golf, right? And the Chiefs were having like some function on the first floor. Like they rented out the whole first floor for it. Oh dang! And we were talking. My friend was talking to one of his coworkers while we were waiting for a bay to open up, and she goes, "Guys, Clyde Edwards Alaire is here." And we and I, right, and we were like, "Oh, sick! That's so dope!" Blah blah blah. And we were like talking to her, and she's his ankle. And well, so she, he comes walking up the stairs, and she goes, "Oh my god, there he is! There he is! There he is!" And we turn around, and it's McCall Hardman. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. And I was like, "Those guys, like, okay, look. To be fair, like, they wear helmets a lot, and like, we're in Johnson County. Blah blah blah. You know, like, we're in a very fluent area. There's not." that many people of color in this area, especially if you're not living in areas where they are. Right. Um, but it's like, Nicole is like five inches taller than Clyde built significantly different than him. And without the helmets, they look nothing alike. No, nothing. But it was, not yeah, it was really funny. It was so funny. He talked to me though. He was like, Hey, what's up? Nicole did. Yeah. He walked That's by awesome. us. He walked by he us. Bowls, we like, too. Does he? Yeah, McColl is, is he as he's good from as the South. Or? He's got to be a bowler. He probably does. He, McCole, don't, no, don't McCole, play darts with him. McColl, McColl, fucking bowls. I don't know if you like Mookie level, like six three hundred, like perfect games or no. Did Mookie bowl in college or something like that? He is a Mookie is a professional bowler yeah. as well though. He's but, good but McColl is uh, it's Brick City over in Texas right now. <laughs> so uh, should we move it to, to bold predictions? Yes, we should move. We on. probably should talk about the ones from last week. Yeah, um, the ones from two weeks ago. Since we didn't, we didn't. Oh, right. I forgot. Oh, my gosh. You guys haven't heard us in a week and a half. Yeah. It's crazy. We uh, missed you. You missed us. Let's talk about some predictions, I guess. So, um, I mean, we can. Uh, I, know, I know mine were wrong. I'm very confident about that, whatever it was. I don't even remember at this point. Um, Both of us were wrong. Yeah. So, we're not going to talk about them because they're, they're actually pretty asininely wrong, <laughs> to be honest. So, let's not talk Did about them. Did you guys them. say they, that we were just going to absolutely diarrhea all over them? Who no, was, this was which the game was for this? the Seahawks. This is the Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, well, mine actually, I think if I remember correctly, mine was like vaguely sim, like correct. 
Uh, with McKinnon and Pacheco, but my Kenneth Walker one was dog shit. I didn't yeah. expect our defense to be that good against so them. So 200, uh, 200 all-purpose yards on the ground. From the Chiefs, I said 150 for purpose, Kenneth. Yeah. But, yeah. Which I is was, okay. But I was close for hours. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I said that Willie Gay would make an impact. He is starting to become a, a legitimate uh, player on that defense. So saying he makes an impact is not bold enough. So that's okay. Um, and I said Juju would have over 100, but he so did not. So let's look at this Raiders game, and uh, we've been talking about the we've been talking about the Raiders for just a tiny, tiny bit. But yeah, Jared Stidham led led Raiders now, and he damn did he look good against one of the best teams in him the and, NFL. Him and Brock Purdy probably gave us one of the best quarterback runs of the season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is wild as fuck to say out loud. Yeah, Jared, Jay, Stidham, Jared and, Stidham and Brock, Brock Purdy, Purdy gave us probably a top five QB showdown of the NFL season this year, especially because of a uh, because. Uh, two teams that lost their quarterbacks and whether that because of stupidity or injury, but, uh, but Derek Carr has been absolutely, absolutely terrible. He's been in bad the past couple weeks. And so he got benched. And so now they're going to have Jared Stidham, which when they announced it, I was like, perfect chiefs are going to win. But now I don't know if they're going <laughs> to win. Let's see. Hey, they got weapons, dog. They have weapons. It's the same as the Niners. It's the same reason as to why Brock Purdy is doing good in any way. Shape, no, or yeah, it's a, they decent, have a great defense. Yeah. And Brock Purdy has George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon, Brandon, Ayuk to throw to. And it's great. And so Jared Stidham, who does he have to throw to? And that is, uh, that is Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and I don't know, the best receiver probably in the game, Devontae Adams. I think the difference between the two teams, the difference between the two teams is boils down to um, the coach of either team. I think that Shanahan okay. is a significantly better coach than what's-his-fuck from the Raiders. Um, I think that's part of the reason that Carr was struggling the way he was was because their coach is – not decent. Um, that being said, um, I don't know. I'm ready to give yeah, up. A yeah, 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 yeah. Raiders, Chiefs versus Raiders. Bold prediction. Jeff I Jackson. I think that Jared Stidham's going to regress to the mean here. Um, I am personally predicting that um, he has three turnovers again in this game. <laughs> um, I think that our defensive front has been playing phenomenally the last three weeks um and their offensive line sucks dick part of my french um um parvu me la france um <laughs> pardon me la dick <laughs> um they're bad um <laughs> uh i i i think i mean i think it's tough to say that a guy's gonna have three turnovers in back-to-back -back weeks because he had three last week he had two turnover two interceptions and a fumble um but I just don't I don't think that he um plays that well against our defense. And I know the 49ers defense is just statistically better than ours. Um the eye test statistics just they all point towards the 49ers having better defense. Um but we have a young secondary who seems to really be coming into their own recently. Um our front four has been great and Spagnola's done a way better job of calling blitzes in key scenarios instead of just throwing the house at QBs for no reason. Um and part of that's because we have Willie Gay and Nick Bolton back and fully healthy, and they're both doing really great in both run coverage and pass coverage. But, um, but yeah, I, I I'm predicting three turnovers from Jared Stidham. Cool. Um, I'll go next if you're okay with that. Mine's not special, so um, I'm gonna do two because I'm a bitch. But I so 100% think that uh, Devontae Adams might 
go absolutely insane. Steal mine. In his, I'm sorry. In, <sighs> in his somebody, please, for the love of God, trade for me. I need to get out of here. <laughs> and who knows? Hey, think about this. Think about this. What do you think the Raiders could get in return for Devontae Adams and Derek Carr together? Nothing. I think you'd have to value. Obviously not nothing. I mean, Devontae but. Adams would clearly. Here's the issue. I think that you'd be better off just trading Devontae Adams. <laughs> I agree. Like, like trading them separately? I think if you no, try to you trade. You have to trade Derek You try Carr. to trade Carr. And I mean, you're trading. They're getting rid of Derek Carr. You try I, to trade Carr. Writing's on the I wall. I understand. You try to trade Carr with him, and that return becomes way too high. I understand that they're trying to get rid of Derek Carr, but they're not going to. They're not going to gain anything significant by bundling him with Devontae Adams than they would mm-hmm. just trading Devontae Adams. Because whoever is going to try and get Devontae Adams probably already has a good quarterback. Unless you want the most expensive backup, why would you want Derek Carr in there? It's going to either lessen the value or just improve it by a minuscule amount. Now, they could trade Derek Carr to somebody who, hear me out, maybe the Dolphins. They have an unreliable, health-wise, starting quarterback. I don't know. Their backup is Teddy Bridgewater, who is fine. He's fine. Their third string is Skylar Thompson, who we all love dearly, but he has not shown it at the NFL level yet. Nope. That's 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 exactly right. And he's old. Preseason Sky is uh, preseason MVP, maybe. (laughs) Um, No, but you can you can. I feel I if I'm the Raiders. Now, mind you, I don't know jack about managing a football team beyond Madden franchise. Which is already janky, and I haven't played since Madden 20. Um, we all know how Madden 21 turned out. Um, it caused a hole in our in our house. I, I have no I idea how that happened. Recall. No <laughs> idea how that happened, and they didn't find it anyway. when we when we moved out. So yeah. that's good. <laughs> anyway, now, I just I feel like you can gain more by by trading him separately because somebody somebody who needs Devontae Adams does not need Derek Carr. Okay, I I, I think it. I think that uh, anyway I. To back on our back on my shit is uh, I think that Devonte back on my shit. I think that uh, Devonte Adams is going to have 125 plus yards and he's going to have at least a touchdown. And I would almost put money down on this. How many years? How many yards? 100 at least 125. Devonte a touchdown and a, in a TD. Yeah. Mm. And I think that uh, I think that um, who do I curse this week? I think that I mean, if you're gonna curse somebody, curse Devonte. Yeah, know? I, I I already picked Devonte. I think that <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I I have uh, I have some feelings about this about this Chiefs offense that I just really think that Kadarius Tony. They're not. Can we doing talk about them on air without getting in trouble? What his feelings about the Chiefs offense? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you've can. said some pretty suspect things about yeah, the Chiefs yeah. offense. So before. the Chiefs. I mean, besides Patrick Mahomes being the best player on the planet, I think that. Uh, I think that Kadarius Tony is somebody that nobody is talking about and has the opportunity to seriously be a problem. And I think that Kadarius Tony goes off, and I think that he has two touchdowns in this game. But that's just me. He might catch one from each quarterback. Who's to say? <laughs> like Chad Henney and Oh, Patrick okay. Mahomes. I thought you meant like from him and from Mahomes and Stidham. And I was like, how is he? Gonna, is he an Iron Man player now? Is he playing both sides of the ball? Yeah. Hell yeah. This dude's this dude's way worth way more than what Kay we got. This dude's going back to the sixties. <laughs> All right. Um so Matt and I were thinking the same in, in the same vein. I'm gonna go Devontae Adams has two touchdowns. I'm not going yardage on him because I just I just don't want to. 
Um, Jarek McKinnon will have another touchdown. Probably on a screen pass, but we don't know. Um, but I will say he's going to have a touchdown. Um, so there's three touchdowns right there. It's going to both teams are going to score 24 points. I'm At bu- least I'm right? building up. Yeah, I'm building a parlay right <laughs> They're now. They're going to tie. <laughs> Wait, so two touchdowns for Javante Adams and McKinnon touchdown. Uh, both teams are over 24 points. Well, over 23 and a half points if you're going to go by so he's picking, like a sports he's picking book. picking the 48 point over. I'm going over 48. I'll over 47 and a half. 47 and a half is the Say, so do you want that instead of both teams score 24? Or do you want both teams score 24? Um, if I were betting, I would go over 48. Gotcha. But for my bull prediction, I'll just do both teams will score 24. So that's already a lot. That's three touchdowns and Yeah, bro's score. going old-fashioned parlay here. You'd love to see it on bull predictions. We haven't had a bull prediction parlay here in a while. So There's one. I do mean, you want to waste your money? Do this one. The mu- the the <laughs> uh, the over under for for the game is fifty two and a half. So do you want to? So I guess I'm doing. I'm do. I would do the over there. You do the over. I still. But but I'm not. No. Hey, hey, hey. I've given you my three things. Okay. Devontae's two touchdowns. They're Jared. both going to score for more than twenty four. Yes. Who's your first? Who's your first touchdown scorer? Everybody go. Mine's Jerk McKinnon. Um, guys, I just want. You I'm guys thinking. Can't see this. You guys can't see this at home. Matt has shook his head at everything I've said for this entire episode, and we're about to beef. I'm not going to lie. I might go over there and kiss him right now. I swear no, to it's, God. No, it's me going. Every time, <laughs> every, <laughs> going, okay, every you're time I say something, he's like, you're a fucking moron. And he's never done this before, and I don't know what he what I did to piss him off, but, you know, whatever. It's fine. I don't know. Um, we, got re- we got really into it on that. Uh, first touchdown score? I'm going, I'm going quarterback scramble touchdown. For Mahomes? That's your first determined. Well, this isn't bull predictions. This is just like a f- fun little just, like first touchdown. I, you should score. write it down though. I'm curious to see. Yeah, yeah. Right. We each pick our first touchdown. This is score. not bull predictions. This so is this separate. Assumes, we both picked Chiefs. So this seems we either get the ball first and score or hold I didn't, the Raiders. I, didn't, I said I said quarterback. Oh, I didn't okay. say Pat Mahomes. Oh, okay. So quarterback. So scramble. I'm going either one. I'm going. I'm kind of cheating a little bit. That's fine. Because I'm going to be right anyways. So I think that uh, the first touchdown will be caught by. No. Devontae Adams. I think that it will be caught by Hunter Renfro, but that's that's not here <laughs> okay, nor there. All right. uh, so I'm, weir- I'm, weird for that. I'm weird for saying Jarrett McKinnon, but you're saying Hunter Renfro? Whatever, man. Edmonton scored, if anybody cares. Go Oilers. Did you place money on them again? No. Oh. You're just an Edmonton fan now? Yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll start talking about hockey. Maybe. We might need to. Bro, if we don't talk about friggin' K-State, we're not talking about hockey. Yeah. Well, first, before we talk about anything else, we need a break because these people are tired as uh, fuck no, about right. listening to us talk well, about sports. Yeah, we'll be back with uh, we'll be back with the Kaufman Corner <laughs> and drop the ball right after this. And we are back with the Kaufman Corner, followed by drop the ball. But first with the Kaufman Corner. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Spread it to the heavens. Ryan O'Hearn is now gone from this organization. Can't wait. He has now been traded to. The Baltimore I'm Orioles. So excited. Cannot wait for Bal- for for Ryan O'Hearn to hit thirty bombs at Camden Yards and two seventy. <laughs> so like, here's the thing. I'm so glad he's gone, and I but I think we're all in agreement of like, he might, he has the possibility to do other things and do really really well somewhere else. Yeah, it just it was not going to happen here. He needed to change the scenery really yeah. terribly, and uh, yeah. And we got cash considerations for him, and that dude is yeah. money. Bro, we can buy a sandwich now. Yeah, <laughs> fucking damn. We can afford to pay Grinky. No. Um, I hope that we got cash considerations. I hope we, I don't know, got his contract and I don't know more money because I'm, I'm, 
I have no beef with Ryan O'Hearn. I, I mean, like, as a it's not his fault that the Royals completely mismanaged him and for some reason couldn't fix him, even though they can fix every other hitter on the planet. Um, they can't fix every other hitter on the no, planet. No, but, but, like, we were one of the best hitting developmental teams in the last three years in the MLB. That, I mean, Alex Zumwalt is a fucking god. Among Since Alex Zumwalt was there, yes. Which is not three years ago. We all know that. Right. But, but like, point <laughs> being, he's fixed lefty power hitters before. Um, that being said, um, I think it's good for him to get a pay- change of pace. I'm glad that we're not paying his back. salary for next season. Um, I don't know why we signed him to extension before we released him. <laughs> But my guess is that they saw the value in at least having him as a vaguely cheap bench bat. Because, I mean, let's be real here. $1 million around approximately for a veteran bench bat isn't that bad. Okay. Um, but but with all the stuff we've been talking about, oh, we need roster spots, that doesn't make sense. Right, right. I think that, I think that, that Ryan O'Hearn, it was just riding on the wall. He needed to leave. I don't know why. I agree. I don't know why they offered him a contract. I don't know why they, if they were just going to DFA him, I don't know why they didn't just non-tender him and just not tender him a contract. But the only thing that I can think of, and Royals Farm Report thought about, talked about this, but I think that they must have thought the trade market was going to be more for him, or they thought that he was going to fit into the schedule a lot more than he ended up being a part of the actual plan. So, for me, I'm like, good. This opens up an opportunity for younger players. It opens up basically a, basically Nick Prado's on the roster. Like, Nick Prado's made the roster more than more than anything. And uh, so I'm happy of that. But this doesn't have a huge implication for this team. Uh, it might have a huge implication on the Orioles. You know, they've been looking for another outfielder, another person to come off the bench, another, uh, another bat. So, good for them, honestly. Um good for them uh i think that uh, i think that ryan o'hearn was was gonna leave and hey michael a taylor up rents due motherfucker you're up you're <laughs> up next so i think uh i think that's where you have to go from this i mean you don't really talk about it but i do want to i do want to bring up this this thing that uh, jackson wanted to wanted to talk about which is uh Adalberto Mondesi maybe being more valuable than we actually think. Um, so like he's been on the team, he's been on the major league roster for what six years now. This is his eighth calendar year. On the roster? Oh, no, he was twenty one when he came up. He made his debut in the twenty fifteen World Series, which is eight years ago this calendar year. That Y'all does need not to listen to the the calendar year. Yes, this that does not but count. How many towards, seasons? Uh, I'm just, I'm not saying seasons. I said for calendar years. Right. Okay. So I'm not saying what you're so saying. So you okay, okay. I thought you were like contradicting. No. Okay. Yeah, I think he's been on the roster for six seasons, I believe. Um maybe seven. Maybe this might be his seventh. But <coughs> point being, um, I think we forget that he did debut when he was like twenty one years old, maybe a little bit younger than twenty one years old. Um I think he was like five days below. Yeah. Some something um, really, you know. And uh Everybody, like, is talking about, you know, like, Nicky Lopez, like, you know, he's a pretty valuable, like, platoon guy. Like, I think that he could be, you know, like, a better version of what Christian Cologne was to the 2014-15 Royals, blah, blah, blah. Um, Mondesi is younger than Nicky Lopez. And I think we can all agree, regardless of how he's played and what injury issues, blah, 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 that Mondesi has a mind-blowingly higher ceiling than Nicky Lopez, right? Mm-hmm. 
Like, I'm not saying that he has that he it's it's there and he just hasn't shown it, whatever. But like, um, with Bobby Wood on this team, with Michael Massey on this team, with Nate Eaton on this team, with Nick Prado, Nick, Vinny Pasquatino, and and people in the minors like Michael Garcia, is that yeah, yeah. Michael Garcia and. And He's been getting a lot right. of and also also advice. Nick Lofton, who could play third base slash outfield. You know, um, I genuinely think that there is an opportunity for Mondesi, and we say this every year. It's hard not to, right? Like a dude that is still is this year entering the first year of his prime as a player, statistic like technically speaking, right? Like twenty seven to thirty one, thirty two is kind of usually what we consider yeah. it for baseball. Like baseball's prime. He is entering his prime seasons this season. He's 27, or yeah, 27. He's younger than Nicky Lopez. And there is a chance that playing a position like third helps him stay a little bit healthier because he's not being asked to do athletically what he's being asked to do in the middle of the infield. Um, I know that third baseman get injured, and I know that that's a, a that the whole kind of like mentality around third baseman is, you know, like it's a tough, you got to be willing to get hit with the ball. You know, it's a tough spot. You're going to get a lot of hot shots. It's very reactive. That guy's a guy that can be reactive. He's a guy that can take hot shots, and he's got a decent arm. Um, now, he hurt himself swinging the last season. That was his big issue. It wasn't in the field like it had been in previous seasons. And most likely, he's going to get hurt again. He's not going to be worth it. And at that point, he could get traded for still some value, even if it's little, because he's entering his prime and his ceiling is crazy high. Um, and if that's the case, then that's the case. But I do, I do kind of want to just throw his name out there because – realizing that he was younger than a guy like Nicky Lopez really made me kind of like click back into the fact that, you know, like there is still a vague possibility that he contributes to this team. It's there and it's possible we can get him for cheap. Um, if we do things right and he can stay healthy. He is, he's a third, he's your third baseman. If he is relatively healthy and has a decent spring, he is who is going to play third base for the team, at least on opening day. He'll start there. <clears throat> I'm in the camp now. I'll believe it when I see it. Right. I right. agree with you. And that's where we all need to be. I don't this so isn't to, this isn't to pump up expectations. I just I, know. I just kind of it's it's just a reminder. Like I think a lot of people have written him off and like that's fair. He should be written off. But at the same just I mean, not because he's played bad, just because he can't stay healthy. Um that being said, he's still way younger than I think people realize. It's kind of the same effect as like Juju when people realize Juju's like not even like just now 25. 25. He's 26. He's, he just turned 26. Just turned 26. So like, I mean like Juju, I feel like he's been in the league for fucking ever playing at a pretty high level and he's just now starting to enter his prime as a receiver. So, yeah. um, so yeah, keep that in mind. I wanted to kind of throw that out there because I didn't even realize it. And I'm sure not a lot of, not a lot of Jesus Christ, not a lot of other people knew that as well. Yeah. But I, we, um, Unadvertently brought it up, but I do want to bring it bring this up. I don't know if you guys have been seeing the stupid, ridiculous comps that have been coming out about Michael Garcia, but there have been people comparing him athletically to Ronald Cunha, which is ridiculous. Who's also young as shit. I don't believe in comps. You don't believe in, in comparables? No. I think in baseball for sure it's tough. I think in some other sports you can look at a guy's build or like his play style and be like, well, and be like he looks like, eh, or he looks like, eh. but like in baseball it's just so like I, don't, I just don't believe him. And, and yeah, if okay, if it were something completely weird like an Aaron Judge type deal, like the next six nine outfielder who comes up is going to be compared to Aaron Judge, right? And that's Regardless. understandable because yeah. nobody else is six foot nine and plays baseball. Right they all played football. Yeah, but if it's just 
a shortstop. I get it. He's good. It's so, it's just that he comp is just so dumb. right. Ugh. He's got he's got some vaguely underrated power. He's great defensively, and in the short stint in the majors, he hit for pretty decent average. I just think that comps are a you are not not you two. You're just projecting what you hope happens. That's right. fine. That's well right. and good. But projections, it's just like you, you will be like this guy. Be you. I mean, to be fair, be himself. to be fair, projecting, I mean, that, we wouldn't be here if we weren't here to talk about what guys That's could true. be, right? That's true. You know, like we're here to talk. I mean, projections are a little bit, you know, overvalued. And I think people go to them too much. I think a lot of the times, this is part of why I like statistics. I think a lot of times it's better just to go to the guy's raw statistics and be like, this is what he's doing. And like, this is maybe what a guy similar to what those statistics are is doing in the majors right now. Or like a guy that had those statistics when he was at that level was doing now, but I mean, like even even then, I'm still eh. right. Well, and I mean, yeah, it's just it's a matter of keeping in mind while we do this kind of thing that baseball is one of the most unpredictable sports in the world. Fair. Like it's some dude could show up after some dude could hit 350 for the first four years of his career average, you know, and then come out and hit 150, and there's no explanation for it. He just sucks now. Look at Jeff Francoeur after his rookie season, you know. But hey. I love Frenchie, but dude had the biggest fall off in probably major well, league yeah, history. Yeah, because you can't. No, but that's what I'm saying. You it's, can't expect him to to keep having a 500 season. No, but that's what I'm saying. Is like it's it's. Well, look at someone in like Chris Bryant. It's just the u- the universe, man. Like shit is. What. Chris Bryant, the, Cub, the Cubs third I'm baseman. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Cubs you third baseman who did very well and they went to Colorado Rock. and sucked eggs. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Eggs. I, I think he was hurt. I think you can't really – I think he'll – he's he's an MVP candidate. I'll say it. Not this year. Oh, yeah. Chris Bryant? He's got, a, he's got a he's got a watch out. He might have a huge year. He's got lots, a lots, ball lots MVP candidates. Team, I don't think that team is. Did he? He didn't have a home run all season last year, did he? No, he did finally. Oh, he, okay. he went in like well, August he, or something. He was hurt the whole year. But he was. Playing. Can you imagine him being healthy in at Coors? He was hurt. He didn't play half the fucking season. He played more than you're making the audience think. He didn't go full. He didn't go full. Uh, what else am I supposed to do up here? <laughs> We're here not to mislead you and make lie. you not trust anything you can hear. <laughs> I'm not. My goal, here's the thing, guys. My goal with this he podcast. He played less than 60 games. My goal with this podcast is to make people so upset with themselves that they don't enjoy sports anymore. I don't know what your guys' goal with this podcast was, but I just really like Prove both of you wrong. That's what my, that's what I my, like. That's well, you've done that surprisingly little. <laughs> I was going to say. Over the course of the well. Were you looking podcast. that up or no? I don't want to brag, guys, but I'm kind of a fucking genius if we haven't figured that out yet. Okay. So, you know. Yeah, 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 for sure. And when I'm not, I just gaslight people into thinking I am. No, I think... uh, That's the actor in... By the way, if if you're looking for something good to listen to, uh, the New Heights podcast is is awesome. Listen to that. And also, there's there's an interview with Chris Rose, who used to uh, host Intentional Talk and then host some NFL Network stuff as well. He's on John Boy Media's... Uh, team now and they inter- they interviewed Vinny so if either of you are listening please let us come on your podcast or come oh on ours my God. <laughs> who, interviewed, who interviewed Vinny uh, Chris Rose talking okay. baseball gotcha yeah. I, I think it was the Chris Rose rotation I think uh, it was, yeah it wasn't show. but that's what he, he's on that it's a lot the John Boy John Boy Media's the John thing. Boy experience yeah um, um, but the Royals I think we can't really talk about them until they actually yeah. do something and whenever spring training starts when, but yeah. have you seen that fucking report that I laughed I laughed atomically at when they were like, 
Royals starting to, in quotes, explore adding starting pitching. I said, you got to be kidding. <laughs> just now? Just right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um, like, okay. Yeah, I fine. think at some point we'll finally get around to doing one of these, like, player breakdown episodes. I think it'd be really, oh my god! Especially when to throw the, up in your ears right now, guys. Especially I, once uh, once the Chiefs season ends and once yeah, I think it'd be really fun to kind of like, Chiefs have the bye and I think it'd be really fun to look at like you know like Nick Prado or Vinny Pasquatino or whatever and kind of like do our actual research, break down their stats, um, maybe look into the draft a little bit, maybe like MLB some of, like, draft. Yeah, maybe fuck it. I mean, that one's even significantly well, we got more unpredictable. Boned than, into next week. That one's yeah, that was so dumb. But anyways. Uh, I do want to. So, I do want to maybe move on to that at some point. Yeah, for in sure. coming months. For but. sure, we'll we'll move on to drop the ball. But before we move on to drop the ball, I do want to ask one thing. Uh, this is tough. You could, I guess, you can pick a pitcher and an and a and a position player, but I prefer just one player. Uh, somebody on the Royals you want to look out for for next season. Sorry, it's off the top of it's off the top of our heads. Uh, to make a big a big step forward, who would that be? Who would that be for you guys? For, I have mine. For the Royals? Yeah, I have mine. I think Michael Massey is... is <sighs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Michael Massey is going to become a top 10 second baseman in the league. I think that, I think that is what he, what he can be. And I think that him hitting in Kauffman Stadium hurts him immensely. I think if he was to be in anywhere else... like if he was to Imagine Michael Massey playing in New York. Could you imagine that? That fucking short porch and right, oof, that'd be nasty. I don't know if another one of those crazy stats that's like what if stats that happened in, in baseball, but like the whole thing with his like adjusted home run rate. Have you seen that? That Michael yeah. Massey's adjusted. Oh home yeah, run he could have hit like what fifteen or something it's like that. Like in, fourteen. Yeah, if he played in PNC Park or something like that. Yeah, but he only hit three. Well, that's I mean that's For every game in PNC Park, but still, it's no. like, yeah, it's. But one player go. Yeah, I, I uh, you can have was, a little bit of an explanation. But I was not a lot. I was gonna say Massey. I think if I can't say him, I'll probably go Drew Waters. Um, I'm in love with Drew. Yeah, Waters. Yeah, I so think I think honestly, I think Matt and I picked I'm in each love with other's Drew Waters man crush. Sister. Drew Waters. Sister. Ask her out, dude. Stop, stop, bro. She had a diamond on. Who cares? I do it. Just because there's a goalie doesn't mean you can't score. If anything, that's better because there's even less guys I think is possible. So the only guy that she's <laughs> ever having communication <laughs> with is her me before, bro. She. <laughs> 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 hey, Matt was Matt was still Keep hit going. with the ring on. Hey, yo, he was sure trying. <laughs> Keep going. Cool. So uh, <laughs> we. I'm. This is gonna. <sighs> what do you think? Well, it's a make or break season for a lot of guys. I'm gonna say Kyle Isbell. I think it's fair. No, I, I think that's fair. It's definitely a make or break yeah. year for him. He could either be a starter in the in the lineup or a, just a. I really like him. A but fourth outfielder for the rest of his career. But if he doesn't take a step forward, he's gone ish. Yeah, I, he's at risk. I I agree. For I sure, agree. I agree. See that. Cool. Let's move on to drop the ball. Um, I th- anybody anybody want to go first or am I going first? It sounds like looks like I'm going. First. I have one. Cool. Go for it. Okay. So, um, the Royals alone are very. Oh, oh, sorry. America's favorite segment. Uh, yeah, I gotta make sure we say that. Um, forgot to <laughs> forgot to. Say the Royals it. alone are very familiar with broadcasters not understanding that they are uh, on air. When they say certain things, oh yeah. Um, as we have come to know, of I mean, I'm a man of great, whatever spirit value, whatever. Cool. Um, <laughs> so over the bowl season, uh, we had another instance of uh, a an announcer just not understanding what the fuck is going on, dude. Um, 
and it was the uh, Duke's Mayo Bowl, a national pastime, one of the best bowls in the world. I still have that clip of you bitching about the uh, bitching about the Duke's Mayo Bowl <laughs> and why the, why why Duke's Mayo has a bowl. Um, I've come to I've come to really uh, appreciate Duke's Mayo Bowl for what it is, um, partially because of Sicko's committee on Twitter. Go follow them; they fucking rock. Um, but coming back from break, um, it, the dude, this dude, North Carolina State's one of their broadcasters can be heard, um, <laughs> saying. <laughs> Amongst all the illegal aliens down in El Paso, it's UCLA 14, Pittsburgh 6. Lord Jesus. No like, way. What? That is a direct quote. It's like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> like, and that, but the thing is, the, the crazy thing is the way he like let it makes me think that he genuinely said, like, this isn't like, this isn't like the Reds announcer against the Royals who like, like got caught off, like thinking he was off air and saying this to like somebody in the booth, you know? This is a dude this is a dude who thought that in his head went, yeah, that's all. That's okay to say. And then went, let me work that into my introduction from commercial break. Dude said, oh yeah. And now we're back with all the illegal aliens in El Paso. It is UCLA 16 pit seven. Like what the fuck? That's absolutely insane. That is wild. And he's going to get fired. I mean, they suspended him immediately after the broadcast. But that is just crazy to me, dude. What about... Um, yeah. Yeah, like, announcer... Like, <laughs> middle-aged white announcers just, like... Dropping the ball. Like, chill the hell out, I guess. Like, if it's something that you would say as a joke to, like, your drinking buddies from college, maybe don't say it on air. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's, like... I mean, that's, like... That's not even, like, the best way to probably, like, avoid it. But maybe, like, the easiest way just to kind of, like, clock and gauge everything coming out of your mouth. Um, yeah, that was wild as hell. I can't, I, I read it now and I still can't believe that that is like, that he said that not just un, like unknowingly on air, but like actively went on air to say yeah. that. That's crazy. It yeah. blows my mind. I, I'll go next. I have, uh, my drop the ball is Cristiano Ronaldo. Are you, Damn it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Sir, Matt, I've been saying, I said, I don't think you guys are going to know mine. Well, I've been saying that for, damn. But you didn't say what it was. This is our first, this is our first stolen drop the ball. Uh, wild uh, here today. Okay. Cristiano Ronaldo. Damn it. What are you thinking, Cristiano Ronaldo? You could be in the same city as Patrick Mahomes. You could be literally. No, I got it. I got a good sell one. Out, sell out, sell out Children's Mercy Park for the next 10 years. Like, are you kidding me? If he went to the MLS, like, and anybody who's like, oh, he wasn't close. No. Apparently, it was like Saudi Arabia sporting Kansas City. Yeah. Like, that's. <laughs> that's insane. That was the two, <laughs> which is insane. God, I would have loved seeing him in those. Uh, <laughs> In those uh, Nebraska Furniture Mart commercials. Oh my god! <laughs> with maybe with Tony Bolt, maybe with Tony Bolt. This CEO. is the Christian Aldo Ronaldo uh, Sporting KC post game show hosted by Hooters. I think was that you and I that were talking about that Jackson. That I, was like probably that, that was like imagine Cristiano Ronaldo being like <laughs> his his sponsorship deal is is with uh yeah it was with hooters yeah hooters yeah, yeah the post-game show hosted by hooters <laughs> and uh ronaldo's just sitting there in front of a bunch of like titty waitresses just <laughs> yeah and like cristiano ronaldo can see the can see the jose peppers from uh <laughs> from children's mercy park and he's like yeah that's where i want to be <laughs> cristiano ronaldo living in overland park kansas <laughs> 
yeah. anyways, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say. I don't, are you saying he dropped the ball because he didn't come to Kansas City? Yeah, I'm saying he didn't because he didn't not come to Kansas City. I think. I mean, he he got the bag. Like, I don't say he's like the highest paid player, sports player, like all time now. I think. So uh, so the the um. Compensation package was supposedly comparable. Now, Sporting Kansas City is probably not going to give him $75 million. But, it but was, his endorsements were yeah, it equal. Was, yeah, it was but, equal. But, sure. But, you know what I'm saying, though. The club, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, my drop the ball is Matt Robison because he just stole my drop the ball. <laughs> and that's a terrible take. What? It's a saying that, that, that he, he should have come to Kansas City over Saudi <laughs> Arabia. Of, he dropped the ball by going and being the highest paid sports player of all time. That's what Matt said. Yeah. And that's why okay. I'm saying you're dumb. Okay. Here's the <laughs> also, he stayed in Europe. That's I, one of the bigger things. Is I think. Saudi Arabia in Europe? Whatever. He stayed in the, <laughs> he stayed near area. He stayed, yeah. Near, he's, near he's, whatever. He's a plane. He's a, he's a three hour plane ride from home, probably. He, he, or no, because he's from, it's probably four, four, Portugal, four five, so it's five. a little bit further, but. He's close. He's not a cross Atlantic. He's not almost halfway around the world. Exactly. I, you know, counts for something. And they're probably giving him all kinds of luxurious crap over. that I'm he would s- never get He'll here. He'll come over once Messi signs with Maya, enter Miami. That's actually been actually like no, that's but he, that, he that just one, yeah. signed with he, but his, it was, he was trying to be with enter Miami for the upcoming season, but he just signed with, with Barca, with, uh, whoever who is that? The same team that M- Mbappe's with. Oh, uh, Parrot in Paris. Uh, PSG. Yeah, he's uh, already there. I Paris think he signed an extension. He, he did sign an extension, but he signed an extension. Right. Was, he's not. But, I mean, but a guy like that's playing till he's fifty six. So we'll get fifty five year old Ronaldo and Messi playing each other. Dude, in Sporting KC. And have you looked at the PSG roster? It's pretty stacked. The front three or I, four is Neymar. Um, oh yeah, they all played the semifinals of the World Cup. They were like four, it's crazy. four of the guys. It's crazy as hell. Actually, I looked yeah. at that and I was like, "You got it, huh?" Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Anyways, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, we didn't really talk about the. I, I loved watching the World Cup. Anyway, um, final was crazy, for what that's worth. Yeah, uh, but yeah, hey, I'll, I'll I'll step in it. I I'll stay I'll stay with that take. I think <laughs> I'll step in it. I think that I think that Cristiano Ronaldo would have would have been a star and, and it's not even that he's already a it's star him, him coming to america like if he came to anybody in america he'd, he'd be huge it would have been awesome to for him to come to of all american places here yeah like that would have been wild we would have had maybe we would have had uh an important game in the world cup instead of most likely just four or five or six group stage matches. i don't know and if then everything here would have changed that honestly <clears throat> hey it could though you know Maybe what? You know what? It, you know what it could have done though. Good. And this is this is, I guess, a tease for the next one. But you know what it could have done? It could have brought another sports team to Kansas City. That is possible if you have Patrick Mahomes and Cristiano Ronaldo in the same place. It also might have prompted a move uh, over state lines from another sports team. You watch your mouth. I'm just saying, dude. Mahomes was very included in that whole pitch as an owner and going, "I'm a small market, big name." That was a big part of the pitch, so I'm just saying, it's cheaper to yeah, build over here. There's a lot of space in legends around legends. I hate that idea so much. I'm, I, M- it didn't who, happen, Royals, so it doesn't matter. Who moving? Who the Royals to Chiefs? Chiefs. 
Um, there's I've heard the whole, stuff about them demolishing the speedway that gets used twice a year and putting the stadium there. Blah blah. Well, this has been a long went, episode, and I feel like this is a conversation for another one. Yeah, you can say what you want to say. They I don't just, cut you they off, just really wanted an entertainment si- district by right, right. the Harry Truman complex, and which the, obviously never got built. Right, and the Legends is that already. Exactly. So you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll be done. But uh, you hey. still, uh, this has got to be close to an hour and forty-five. Oh yeah, episode. for sure. We talked forever. So until next time, guys, yeah, don't drop the ball. Don't drop the ball.